Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Promise. Thank you for joining us this morning. Before we begin, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord. I just thank you for giving us the joy that you bring, Lord. And Lord, that you make it e- make it an easy process for us to follow you. And that you give us strength, strength to be your sons and daughters. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us, and thank you for joining us and and allowing us to be a part of your growth and development in the Lord. And we, we consider that an, an honor, and we're truly blessed that we get to participate mm-hmm. in, in this walk of faith with you and all of us together with the Lord. Amen. So we are going to continue this morning. We're actually we're starting a new study in the in First Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, just to provide a little background, a little overview, that's what this is going to be about. There's a few things to understand and why we're doing Thessalonians. And what the Lord was talking about to initially was about standing in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right, we have. If you've been following us for some time now, we have done a few different studies. First was in Acts, and Acts showed us, or what we observed is what it looks like to live out your faith. Right, mm-hmm. looking at the first church, and it, it, it's important because that was after Christ had ascended. So, yes, uh, I'll say no longer is Christ on the earth in that same way during His ministry, mm-hmm. and it showed us what the walk of faith is supposed to look like, mm-hmm. right? As, as, as a type and example or a pattern example for us to follow. Yes, the pattern example is always Christ, but he trained up his disciples, then apostles, to demonstrate what a walk of faith looks like, how to carry it out, how to conduct it. Not that it was perfect, all right? Not that they did everything flawlessly, but it's for us to, to learn from, right? Second, we did a study in the book of Ephesians, which showed us or gave us the opportunity to enter into the Lord's divine alignment mm-hmm. and what being in divine alignment looks like and what it accomplishes. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we just completed our study of the book of Hebrews, which was to develop or build up an unshakable faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. So now we have to understand why, right? Mm -hmm. And in all those things, each one is a different aspect in preparing a people or making ready a people prepared for the Lord, right? And this this is a a heavenly kingdom that we're receiving, right? It's unshakable. So we also need to be a people that's unshakable, but we are to stand for the Lord, right? There is a, a battle aspect to this, right? Absolutely. So in standing, it's it's standing as in with anticipation, expectation, but also prepared to fight or to wage war against the adversary. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, so 
in order to understand why Thessalonians, we have to first examine the book of Acts, right? Okay. Where it mentions it. So if I could volunteer to read from Acts 17, verses 1 through 10, please. I will. All right, honey, honey. It says, now when they had passed through Amphipolis the, and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Then Paul, as, was, as his custom was, went into them, and for three Sabbath, Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and saying, This Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded, and a great multitude of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women, joined Paul and Silas. But the Jews who were not persuaded became envious, took some of the evil men from the marketplace, and gathering a mob, set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, These who have turned the whole world upside down have come here too. Jason was har- um, Jason has harbored them, and these are all acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king, Jesus. And they troubled the crowd and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. So when they had taken security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. Amen. Amen. All right. So I don't know what everybody else saw there or got out of that section of scripture, but this this happened in Paul's second missionary journey, right? After leaving, or you could call it escaping, Philippi, right? And then he came to Thessalonica, and he was only there for a short span, three weeks. And what is his custom? He always goes to the Jews first, but then also ministers to the Greeks, right? So there is a a mixed or a joint atmosphere, right, of both Jews and Greeks that were receiving Christ as their Lord and Savior Mm -hmm. and learning, being taught how to enter into relationship with him by the Lord through Paul, right? Mm -hmm. But again, they only had three weeks. And look at what else happened. So understand that these are new believers and they were, their faith was tested immediately, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I'll say, I'll say it in this way. They were tested immediately, even those that, especially when those that first taught them had to escape, they chose to remain steadfast to Mm -hmm. the Lord. And you see, even you read about Jason, they stormed his house. Mm -hmm. They dragged him out, right? Mm -hmm. They they clearly turned it upside down, searching for these other individuals, for Mm -hmm. Paul and and those traveling with him, Mm -hmm. right? Trying to stop the word of the Lord from going forth trying to stop the adversary, trying to stop not just those to, or the word Lord going forth, but those teaching how to enter into a relationship with him. But they, these these individuals, Jason and those at Thessalonica, mm-hmm. right? The Jews and leading women and all these other, these individuals, in that short, limited time, they pressed in, they stood in faith, right? That was immovable. They were unshakable, even when they were wrongfully accused 
and suffered personal cost. Mm -hmm. Now, why is that important? Because as we look at Thessalonians, which was written in about 50 AD, mm -hmm. right? It was actually uh, one of Paul's first letters. And actually it was both uh, first and second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians come, was written approximately, historians say, about three weeks after first Thessalonians was written. But what do we find there amongst both, both books? New believers that were standing in faith, still being persecuted, but yet they were still standing. Mm -hmm. they were, their faith was engaged, and they still had questions. And as I examine, and, and, and with some of the questions they had were because of the persecution that was happening. Mm -hmm. There were those that were, you know, going home to be with the Lord, right? Or re-entering the heavenly community. Mm -hmm. And the ones that were left were, were looking for the coming of, of Christ. Mm -hmm. Or what we hear today about the rapture. Mm -hmm. There are those that are looking for the rapture because of all the wickedness and evil that's happening, the persecution. And, and I'm not just talking in the United States, but around the globe. Mm -hmm. All right, and it's all at different levels and different places, right? However, we can acknowledge that it's happening. And their concern was, did we miss it? They mm -hmm. were, but twofold. They were looking for it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're going to rejoin Christ in the clouds. But then also, they were questioning if they missed it. Mm -hmm. and, and I find that you know incredible, just the manifold wisdom of the Lord, because... Those are the exact things that are happening today, mm -hmm. the concerns that people have today. But yet, it's something that we say um, fairly frequently at this ministry, right? Is mm -hmm. whether it's the end of days or it's your end of days, you still need to press in. You still need to stand fast for the Lord, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and be faithful until the end. Amen. So in this we're going to be looking at standing, what it looks like, how to, um, how to stand. And I'll say what that looks like in the life of a believer. Mm -hmm. And also understand it does not matter if you have been in the faith for five minutes mm -hmm. or 50 plus years. Mm -hmm. It's still required that you stand. Amen. So all things that we, we should consider as we, we look at this, right? This is the... The joining up, putting together of all those things that we've studied in Acts, Ephesians, and Hebrews, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's the engaging in warfare. And in engaging in warfare, you're going to see these, these things. There's still instruction, wisdom, guidance, right? Knowledge, you can say training and equipping that is given and that they receive. There's also individuals being sent by the Lord to help continue to build up their faith and encourage them along the way. And you're going to see them continue to press in. And even though there was, I mean, this is, they all, I'll say, and the, one of the most incredible things, because like I said, Paul only had four or three weeks with them, right? That was his mm -hmm. custom, three weeks mm -hmm. to discuss the Lord in the synagogues, right? Even with the limited amount of time, they pressed in and continued to stand and was an, were, became an encouragement to the rest of the world. And I say that because Paul writes about how he made mention of them, how he, like, they literally encouraged them 
because of their faith, because of how they were standing. So it's not about how long someone has been in the faith per se. Mm-hmm. It's about how engaged they are with the Lord and and in warfare, mm-hmm. doing battles and exploits for the kingdom. Amen. Well, Dad, as you're speaking, the Lord brought my attention to what you said about how that they became an encouragement to the world. Mm-hmm. And... That has been something that I wanted to become. And the Lord was reminding me of how we get there. It's not by trying to allow God to convince us, but rather being convinced inside of God. Instead mm-hmm. of trying to make force God to prove himself, first correct inside of our minds and know we're the ones that have to prove ourselves. And also know that God has already done that. And because he has done that, we can put our trust in him. And because we can put our trust in him, God is willing to grant us whatever we ask him for, including knowledge. We read that inside of James 1, I believe, 6. Okay. Mm-hmm. Read it, sir. I have to flip there. Oh. <laughs> yes, but let James 1, 6. But let him ask in faith. Sorry. Verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's double mind he's a double minded man, unstable in all his ways. Mm. Amen. Oh, that was all I had to say. Okay. All right. Well what I enjoyed about um getting the kind of the overhead, you know, background information or snapshot of what this church and um Thessalonica had to deal with is that they grabbed a hold of God's faith. The whole point of the adversary raising up that persecution against them was to get them to quit. If I beat them, if I persecute them, if I attack them, if I then wear they're gonna, down the saints. Mm-hmm, they're they, you know, the intention was that they would drop Jesus and run away and hide and try to save forsake their own him, life. Right. And, um, and the Lord, Reference this in the Gospels, but it, would, it actually came from the Old Testament that, that he would strike the shepherd mm-hmm. and the sheep would be scattered. So um, the adversary was trying to enact that, right? It, when, when Jesus was taken captive um, during his earthly ministry, that's exactly what happened. They grabbed a hold of Jesus with violence mm-hmm. and all of the disciples ran away and they, they fled. And Peter even went so far as to um, call down curses and in his effort and process of denying the Lord and everyone else disappeared. John was suddenly quiet and he's just watching in the background, but a denial nonetheless. Uh Right. Um, and then they all went back fishing after Jesus was crucified and the Lord found them back in the boats and called them, you know, spoke to them again from there. Peter saw him and jumped out and swam and all that other good stuff. But, that was the point of what the adversary was trying to do. If I 
bring you pain, if I cost you money, if I challenge you and bring consequence, external consequence to you, will you get rid of your confession of faith? Will you return to your life as you knew it before? Exactly. And it was really an effort to try to suppress Christ, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. They were the adversary, the wicked spirits behind all this, were trying to suppress and press down Christ because he's the way, the truth, and the life. But the fact that they pressed into the Lord even more after that kind of introduction, mm-hmm. you know, when I got saved, I was in a nice little church and, you know, got to cry some tears of joy, but not tears of pain from someone physically beating me or rummaging my house or stealing, you know, taking my money or threatening me or any of those kind of things. I got to receive Christ gently, but their introduction and, you know, I sailed there on the adversary, tried different things to get me to turn back to sin, but sure. it certainly wasn't this that they went through and right our, from the get-go right on the onslaught exactly but in our natural bodies have a propensity to flee from pain to flee from trouble but they leaned in and said uh-uh for christ we live and they took their stance and they remained steadfast and immovable and faithful it didn't mean that they didn't have questions about like what's god's process and wanting mm-hmm. to make sure that they were still in alignment with him like i didn't they didn't miss something in the whole process of everything going on because they just didn't know and then also people were trying to lie to them about it. You know, the adversary was right. coming another way to steal from them another way. But they weren't saying, why, God, why did you do this to me? You know, like that emotional kind of thing of accusing the Lord. They leaned, and they, they leaned in and they said, this is what we're built for. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to fight the good fight of faith. And that is um, something and, I'm looking And against at. the adversary, not against people. Exactly. But against... Satan and the fallen angels. Amen. And so it says to me, what a work God did in them. Amen. And not that he hasn't done the same work in us, but I'm saying they got to demonstrate that work that he did in them. What a work God did and look at their heart towards God. So that that's amazing. You know, most of most <laughs> believers modern day can't take a little bit of wind blowing before we're like, nope, nope, I must be doing something wrong. But to know that when the adversary is persecuting you, if he's persecuting you, it means you're right on target. Right. If he's leaving you alone and like, then, you know, that would lend to raise more questions about how you're standing with the Lord versus the other way around, which is kind of what we look at present day. If everything's going hunky dory, God must be pleased with you. Well, Christ had a lot of tumult in his ministry and God was absolutely pleased with him. And so these people are getting some of that experience as well. So I'm excited to see their their walk and their process. Well, and and yes, their walk is is wonderful and it's written for us to learn from amen but it's written for us to learn so we can do those or apply the same things in our life amen and and understand what we're called to do we're called to stand for the lord amen right i mean paul writes about that or the lord through paul right shares that with us in ephesians and doing all you can right all all that you're called to do then therefore stand or stand therefore depending on your translation right and he says that repeatedly that's in Ephesians 6, right? Um, yes. But he t- we're repeatedly told we're to stand, mm-hmm. right? There's a, and I'll say it's it's militant, but I mean it in the sense of it's determined. It does not back down, right? This That's mm-hmm. the type of faith and the, I'll say, how the mindset, right, uh, that we are to have towards doing the Lord's will. And in faith, Conducting spiritual warfare against the adversary. Amen. So 
we too can have the same thing. So that's why the Lord's having us do this study in Thessalonians. And yes, we will be going over first and second Thessalonians to get a, a greater understanding of what the Lord did, but also is doing at this time and what's required of us, what he expects of us. Mm-hmm. So just like to encourage you with that and, and thank you for joining us. We're looking forward to you being here for the next, as we get started, the next book Amen. we're going to go through. Amen. So with that, um, if you want, you can take a read through and, you know, um, be prepared for when we actually begin going through the scriptures in Thessalon- First Thessalonians on the next episode. And with that, we're going to pause for today. And can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for teaching us your word, Lord, and showing us truth. And also, Lord, that you impart to us your wisdom. And with that wisdom, Lord, that there's no price. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.